0: Hello mama friend! Welcome back to another episode of Generation on a Mission. You are going to love the next two episodes because it is all about finding the art of parenting. I have to ask you how many of you are trying to master that art of parenting up in here? Yeah yeah have you figured it all out? (laughs) I know I haven't. So if you haven't, you're not alone. We're all in this together, right? So I was thinking the other day, as I'm trying to you know, master this art of parenting, which is obviously the easiest thing in the world to accomplish, right? No. And I came to a revolutionary conclusion of what the art of parenting is. Yes, the art of parenting is teaching our kids how to learn to do things for themselves. Okay, so that's not the only art, but it is a needed thread in the tapestry of parenting. I'm talking about problem solving, overcoming failure, learning how to be empathetic, how to try and not give up, how to express yourself, how to be leaders, and how to communicate kindly and effectively. But goodness gracious, that sounds like so much to teach and it sounds really hard to teach. Is it really that hard? How do you go about doing that? I don't know, right? Well, there is a secret. And as I was thinking about how to teach my kids all these things, I started self-reflecting on whether or not I do these things. How am I at problem solving? How do i react when things don't work out when i want them to how do i express myself when i'm frustrated am i even good at communicating how are my leadership skills are they on point i said this in our last episode but i think it's worth repeating Our kids cannot learn to express themselves or learn how to problem solve or even communicate if they don't see us doing the same things as their parents. I'm not just talking about how we do it. I'm also talking about how we are trying to improve ourselves in those areas because you know us mamas aren't perfect. And that's a reality we face as moms. We're just not perfect and that's okay. But I think honestly, the more we want to be successful with our parenting, the more we need to understand that we are just grown up versions of our kids. And we need to understand how we are before we expect our kids to do anything differently or even better than we do. Keeping that in mind will help us relate to them so much better because once we understand that our children are a reflection of us and we switch our mindset in the way that we interact and talk with them, the better our relationship with our kids will become. We have to constantly ask ourselves, how are we teaching our kids? How are we modeling what we expect them to do? How are we trying to make the world a better place? Or how are we helping them become world changers and problem solvers? Or are we simply problem solving for them? Are we teaching our kids how to communicate or are we just teaching them to yell, shut down, or give up? Are we teaching them how to be kind or are we just telling them to be kind, you know? Those are all important questions to ask. So it comes down to this question. What are our kids actually learning from us? Are they learning how to do things for themselves or are they just learning to do the things we tell them to do? And that's a great question and there is such a huge difference and that's what we'll be exploring in the next two episodes. Yes, this is a two parter So let's get ready to dive on in, shall we? Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi. I'm Michelle Schaaf, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the ta and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So I don't know if you picked up on this, but I used one word approximately 25-ish maybe times before I did my introduction. I want to know if you happened to catch what it was. It is such an important word and it is a word that is so important when it comes to self-reflecting and helping our kids grow into independent problem solvers who are capable of seeing change and making changes despite challenges that come their way. And the word that I'm talking about is the word how. It is such a simple word, but I'm going to get into why this word is just so important when we are teaching our kids to do anything new or when we're teaching them to become self-aware of their actions and emotions or learning how to communicate with others and learning how to overcome challenges. I think oftentimes our kids come across struggles and we just automatically want to fix it for them because we're mamas, right? It's natural. We don't want them to struggle. But what are we teaching them when we come to the rescue every single time things get a little hard? We aren't teaching them to become problem solvers. We're teaching them that we are there to solve the problem for them. And although we want them to know that we're here supporting them, we want to make sure that they are learning how to overcome the problem by developing new skills and discovering new solutions to the problems. So what does that look like? It starts with the word how. So we're gonna go into the first three of six ways we can use the word how to guide our conversations with our kids to help them become more self-aware and learn how to become independent thinkers. So the first thing we can do when teaching our kids to learn new skills is obviously teach them how to problem solve. So I'm gonna start by painting you a little picture. Your little one is stuck trying to get his arms out of his sleeves and he's just flopping all over the place and he just screams, help, I can't do it. Okay. Yes, you run to help him see what's going on, but what do you do? Do you get his arm out of the sleeve for him? You could, yes, but you could also stop and say, your arms are stuck, my goodness, how can we solve that problem? How do you think we can get your shirt off? Do you think we can take it off and start over, or do you think we can wiggle it in? How do you think we can solve that problem? It's frustrating, but I'm here to help you get through it. If you just run over and do it for him, how is he going to learn to do it himself when it happens the next time? You need to help him figure out how to overcome that himself, and that starts with a guided question about how to find a solution. Let's say he's learning how to put on his pants. He takes them off, but when he takes them off, the pants turn inside out and he doesn't know how to put them back on. And this was us during our potty training phase. It was quite challenging every single time. So we taught him how to get his pants on and off the right way so he could do it himself. So if I always just said, hey, here, let me do it for you, then he wasn't learning how to do it for himself. So if your kiddo is in the same boat, you have to ask a reflective question to get him thinking about how he can solve the problem. And this won't be independent at first, it will be a guided conversation. But the more you respond with how, the more it will get their wheels spinning on how to overcome the problem instead of running to you every single time. In this instance, it might be helpful to say, man, your pants are inside out, that's so silly. How do you think we can get them outside out, as my preschooler says? And they may not know how to do it at first, but model that conversation for them and show them how you're solving the problem and talk it out with them at the same time so they hear you and see you figuring out how to problem solve through it yourself before they try to do it themselves. And this also comes in handy when they're frustrated with toys that won't work or with puzzles that they can't figure out. It's all about coaching them through their frustrations. When it comes to learning, a little frustration is a good thing. And I'm not talking about to the point of tears. Yes, that's when you can help and jump in, but I'm talking about that kind of frustration that drives you to figure it out even more because you're just trying to prove a point to yourself. So if your little one is frustrated, that's a great time to figure out how you can help overcome it together. And again, this comes through modeling. So if he's doing a puzzle, for example, and he gets frustrated for the first time because he can't figure out which piece goes where, you might stop to help but ask yourself out loud, how am I going to solve this problem before you jump in and tell them exactly where the piece goes? Try to stop yourself from jumping in and telling them where exactly the piece goes. When you do that, they don't learn strategies to figure it out on their own. So this might look like, let's see, I can't find where this piece goes. How can I figure this out? I see some purple on this piece and I see some purple on this piece. Do these two pieces go together? They look like they do, but how? What if I rotated it? And don't just tell your little one, keep trying, keep trying, you can do it because they might be giving it all they've got and they just can't figure it out. It takes guided practice. But after you've modeled it, then that's when you ask them, I see you're stuck. How have you tried to solve the problem? What strategy did you use? Do you remember how we figured out how to put the pieces back together? Then as they learn how to answer questions independently, you can go from, well, how did we solve it together? To do you think you can come up with a way to solve the problem? This helps them realize that there is more than one way to solve a problem. So when you see them getting frustrated before telling them exactly what to do or doing it for them, teach them how they can solve the problem themselves and work through how to solve it together. Asking how gets their wheels spinning on coming up with alternative ways to solve problem. I even have a jingle in my house. Like I said, I like to sing to get my point across sometimes, and here's how it goes. Before I ask for help, I need to try to see if I can do it myself. And that's typically a good motivator to help him remember that he is capable of solving problems on his own and doesn't need to run to his mama for every little problem. And it works. He even sings that to himself when he gets stuck. It's great. All right. So this next thing we need to teach our kids how to do is teach them how to understand their own feelings. Sometimes events and emotions escalate super quickly in the land of small humans for reasons beyond what they can even comprehend. Like they don't like that you gave them a fork even though they just asked for one? How could you give them a fork after they just asked for one? Doesn't make sense, but it's where they are. <laughs> how can we use that magical word how in these moments when it comes to teaching our kids how to understand their feelings and overcome those intense emotions? I'll share a few examples. You ready? Say your little one accidentally knocks over his block tower and he just melts down it. We can simply say, oh man, bud, or sweetie, you know, I'm used to boys over here. It's a bummer that your tower fell down. How did that make make you feel when that happened? Angry, yeah, I get that. How do you think we can work to overcome that feeling? Do you wanna start over and try again, or do you wanna try to build something else? And if he is super adamant that it's just ruined, we look for a way to make the situation better. Well, how can we find something good about the situation? Can we pretend it's rubble and push it around with a bulldozer? Do you have any thoughts on how we can find happiness in this situation? Because you're really frustrated. So let's see if we can work through it together. And this is a great way to brainstorm solutions and talk about how to overcome them the next time something doesn't go his way. When we're talking about becoming self-aware of feelings, you can also ask how, when they work really hard to complete a task. Instead of feeling frustrated, they're feeling proud of themselves. So for example, if your little one cleans up his room by himself, or even after you tell him and he's proud of himself, you can ask him to reflect. Wow, you clean up your room all by yourself without me asking. How do you feel about that? Do you feel accomplished or happy or proud? Why do you feel that way? Asking them how they feel when they experience emotions helps them learn how to identify them and asking them how they can overcome emotions helps them with learning to self-regulate and identify strategies to use after they're able to identify them so that they can overcome them and work past them in the coming times. If they understand how they feel when they do something good, then they understand that they're able to make the connection that when they work hard and feel accomplished, they get a good feeling inside their bodies, which helps drive that intrinsic motivation that our kids need to be successful, right? All right, the last one I'm gonna talk about in this episode is teaching them how their actions impact others. And that is so important because it is so beneficial to build Empathy. We all need empathy in our lives so it is so needed and beneficial to ask how they made other people feel when they make kind or hurtful choices to those around them. We can't just tell our kids to say sorry when they do something unkind towards someone else. When we do that we're implying that that's the only way to make things right and when we do that we aren't actually raising an awareness of why they are actually apologizing they're just running through the motions because that's what mama told them to do they just want to move on to their next activity so they just say sorry so they can move on so we need to learn to ask them how their actions impacted those around them and again this can be both good choices and hurtful choices So for example your toddler throws a rock at a friend because you know Well toddlers they just do things that they feel like doing and obviously that's not a kind choice and can hurt feelings when they do that But it, it's also hurtful to a body if they throw rocks, right? It's perfectly fine to explain to your toddler why we shouldn't do things and you need to explain to them why they shouldn't do things But there's got to be some empathy tied to it as well and this can look something like like, hey, you threw a rock at your friend. That was a really hurtful choice, and we don't throw rocks. That's not kind. It could hurt people. How do you think you made her feel when you did that? Yeah, I'm sure it hurt her on the outside, and how do you think it made her feel on the inside? I think it probably made her feel sad, right? How do you think we can make it right? Those how questions are so important because it gets them thinking about how they can take ownership of their actions and figure out how to make it right. So how do we teach how actions impact others? We ask them, how does your choice Make the other person feel, and how can we make it right? Those two questions build empathy and accountability which are both necessary in life in general. Now, when it comes to making a kind choice, the same goes for asking how their choice made the other person feel. Goes both ways, for both the good and the bad. This builds the connection that their actions have power and that they can make other people feel good when they make kind choices. So we just ask the same question when they do something good. For example, your toddler shares his toy. You still acknowledge the good and you say, I noticed you shared your toy with Susie. You are spreading kindness. How do you think it made her feel? how did you feel when you gave her the toy? And that puts the ownership back on identifying his feelings as well and recognizing that good feeling that they get inside, but also recognizing that when they made a choice for their friend, they made their friend feel a certain way, which is so beneficial to raise awareness of empathy. Asking how is a great way to put ownership on them and get their wheels turning about how they are Difference makers, it's a great open-ended question that helps build self-awareness and awareness of others' emotions, which is so needed in this world in which we live, right? Okay, so this week, I want you to start focusing on asking your kiddos how. How can you solve that problem? How can you work through your frustrations? How can you think of a way to make yourself happy through the situation? Teach them how to understand how they're feeling when situations happen to them, whether good situations or bad situations. Ask them how it makes them feel so that way they become self-aware of how they're feeling, what it feels like inside their body when they're feeling a certain way, and also how they can work to overcome it. And lastly, teach them how their actions impact others. Be sure to ask them when you see them making choices, whether hurtful choices or kind choices, ask them how do you think that made the other person feel and how did you feel when you made that person feel that way? Because that is how we start to build empathy in our kiddos. So that's what we're gonna focus on this week and then I am going to send you another episode later on this week where we're wrapping up the six ways to teach your kids how to become problem solvers and teach them to become more self-aware and learn how to become independent thinkers. I will see you next time. Have a great few days. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.